You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaron Harks with the Mistress of None. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, another episode finds me completely exhausted, which is no big surprise. Uh, it was a great, great week. I am not the least bit sad that I am as tired as I am because, as you guys know, the special came out this week and it's doing great. Um, I don't have any numbers for the album itself from like iTunes and Spotify, but the YouTube numbers are insane. Over 15,000 people have watched it in less than four days. That's more than I could have ever asked for. I really, I'm so grateful for everybody that has watched it and shared it. I love how it came out. I'm super proud of it. Um, The big thing that I need now, I guess, is people to subscribe to my YouTube page, uh, my YouTube channel, which all the information is on my website. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be putting a lot of fun videos on there. So I think it'll be worthwhile. It costs you nothing. You can subscribe and then never look, or you can look and be entertained. It's completely up to you. Uh, But I do need a good amount of more subscribers, and then I can shut the fuck up finally. Anyway, um, speaking of videos and stuff, if you are watching this, which will eventually end up on the YouTube channel, um, I am in my office, which is we're still in the stage, uh, a middle stage. I'm tired. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Um, it's in the process of becoming like a nice cozy office space. It was uh, my workshop for during the pandemic when I made masks and t-shirts. And then the room has just become a catch-all. And it's it's a mess right now, but I'm in the process of fixing it. And that is with the help, which is perfect because this week's episode, I interviewed uh, Jess Marcy, who is um, a professional organizer so there's a few different titles. Um, I know that they don't like um, certain terms. Um, she's like declutter, declutterer, decluttering expert. Um, they don't really use like the terms hoarder anymore. I guess that's like a whole psychological thing. But um, I've definitely had, uh, I've just been keeping stuff for too long. Uh, just for reference, when I was cleaning everything out, Um, I found a CD Walkman. I mean, when was the last time you listened to a CD Walkman? I mean, if you just did, then bravo. But anyway, I haven't, obviously, in a while. And even worse, I found a baggie of cocaine. (laughs) And I'm 13 years sober, so it had to have been in there for at least that long. Um... Yeah, it's all been properly disposed of, but uh, I found the cocaine after Jess left, so she didn't have to see that. But it was just great to have somebody there, somebody that uh, I think one of the big things is having somebody help you realize what your emotional attachment is to some of the things that you are saving. And for me, because I've had a lot of loss in my life, um, like my sister passed away 15 years ago. She was killed by a drunk driver out in Colorado, and we went to the sentencing of the driver, and while we were out there, my younger brother and sister and I went uh, to a thrift shop and I found these like authentic uh, cowboy boots, which I never wore. I don't even know if they fit. I don't know why I bought them, but I bought them and they sat in my house for the past 15 years. And I walked past them every day and I just couldn't bring myself to part with them. They didn't belong to her. They were just 
some random boots that I got and, and Jess looked at them and she was like, well, what is, what is the memory? Is it a good memory? And I was like, not at all. And she's like, then why are you holding on to it? And I was like, it's a good fucking point. So I got rid of that and I got rid of a lot of other things and, um, it was just great. And, uh, we got some video, which we're going to post a lot of fun video of her prying things out of my hands. Um, it, it was not easy, but I'm really glad that I did it. And again, I'm in like the mid stage of getting this office space together. So it's a space that I can get work done and that I'm comfortable and that I'm not feeling overwhelmed with everything. And uh, I learned a lot from having her here. And I hope that you like the interview. And I hope that if you are in need of these services, that you utilize her services because she does some like online courses that are like so cheap. It's really ridiculous how inexpensive they are. So you can pretty much try it out for like 10, 20 bucks. And if you don't think you're going to get anything from it, then you can piss off. But it's really a very small investment to see if you could like make your life better. And like, honestly, the way I've been able to get things done since she's been here has been overwhelming. It was at a perfect time too, because I did not have a single ounce of free time in the past few weeks while I was getting ready for this special to come out. And it's like, you know, about like time is money for me and what is my free time worth and to have more free time just by not having to spend time searching for things, just getting more organized and getting shit out of the way. It was amazing. And we had a good talk. So she's a lovely person. Again, her name is Jess Marcy. It's Jess with one S and I'll be posting and tagging and everything so that you can easily find her. But I mean, think about it before you have family over for the holidays. You want somebody to just help you just get rid of shit. She's your gal. So uh, up next on the Mistress of None, we've got Jess Marcy. Enjoy. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. All right. Welcome to the Mistress of None. This is Aaron Harks. And today I have Jess Marcy with me. Jess, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for being here. We are in um, my house today. And uh, Jess, tell us why we're in my house. Because you reached out to me in a desperate state telling me that you needed to declutter everything that you owned, but also I don't want to get rid of anything. So can you come over and help me? Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I said yes. So Jess is, uh, what, what, would you, what would you call yourself? What's your professional title? Clutter coach. Clutter coach. Okay. Um, I met Jess a few years ago through a mutual friend. I put a desperate plea out on the internets. Um, I'm a bit of a pack rat. I'm not a hoarder. I mean, it's not that bad yet i don't really use the word hoarder anyway okay there's a lot of stigma around the word hoarder you know so i think there should be stigma around hoarder well it's a little creepy it's a medical diagnosis oh so i'm being i'm being ableist (laughs) am i gonna get canceled no you're not gonna well i mean you might get canceled (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like we throw that term around a lot and there's no real basis for most people don't understand the basis for the term hoarder including the medical community who is very confused as a whole about what it means to be a hoarder. They have reclassified a hoarding disorder diagnosis multiple times in the last few years. They don't put a lot of research money into it because who wants to research that? And when people 
embrace that term as part of their identity, it creates a whole lot of isolation in their life. So in general, I try and avoid using it because it's not productive. Okay. Well, I guess, I mean, it does have like the negative stigma. And for that reason, I thrive to, or I strive to not become one. I, I do save a lot of things. I have way too much crap and I've been wanting to declutter for a while and um, we were like a couple of ships passing in a night for a little bit and uh, it's true. <laughs> and we finally locked it down. I said, well, we'll we'll make it fun. Hey, this is fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be difficult. It really is. Uh, what made you start doing this? So I've always I actually have a master's degree in archival science, which is the really yeah, <laughs> the organization of large historical collections. <laughs> um, I know. That's so appropriate for where you well, are today. Okay, I, didn't, I didn't make that connection for at least a decade after getting that degree that I've always wanted to be a professional organizer. And my parents were like, you could do whatever you want as long as you're a doctor or a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, you the world is your oyster as long as you go into one of these two professions. So I actually was, I went to RPI in a three and three program that had like, you go to law school after three years. And I took my LSATs and then realized what it meant to be a lawyer and was like, oh, God, I never want to do that. That sounds so horrible. So I ended up getting my master's degree in archival science, and I always was organizing, and I'm, I understand organization. I always wanted to be a professional organizer, but once I, after many different career changes, actually started working in people's homes, I was like, whoa, I am so unqualified for this. Like, this is way more than just organization. Okay. It's not actually about organization at all. It's about stuff. And humans collect things because it's been an evolutionary advantage for all of time to have resources. But what's changed is how much we can collect in such a short period of time and so inexpensively now. So it has, you know, like when we going back to saying like hoarder or whatever, like you're just collecting resources, just like everyone has always collected resources for all of time. You're being very human. Yeah. And we were never taught to have an appropriate relationship with this amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's where I had a big learning curve. Well, I, I that, that impresses me that you realized your limitations as a coach and decided to, like, educate yourself further. Mm -hmm. Because especially in this day and age, somebody can just call themselves something. And if they have enough followers, you know, like a podcast host, uh, if they have enough <laughs> followers, you know, people just believe that that's what well, they do and that's what they're good at. Or so. a professional organizer, which is also why I've ditched that term, because it means nothing to be a professional organizer. There is no credentialing body. I mean, you can be a part of the National Professional Organizing Organization, which also really doesn't mean anything. You just wake up one day and say you're a professional organizer. And many of my clients have had really bad experiences with I'm people sure. coming in and forcing them to throw out stuff. A lot of our collecting is and inability to let go of things is rooted in some sort of trauma. So if you take stuff away from somebody else, ding, 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 ding. Go ahead. Right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're re-traumatizing them. And that is what so many professional organizers do. And the other thing that they do, not to like diss on the entire profession here, but go for it. <laughs> um, we spill all the tea here. All the tea. Yeah. Is they tell you to go out and buy stuff. So bring in bins, bring in boxes. So you're adding to the overall volume of stuff in your house when your goal really is to live within your space. So why add to the amount of stuff that you have? We all have tons of boxes and bins. We don't let go of any boxes or bins. It becomes part of our clutter. So it's really not 
anywhere near the solution. Okay. But it's what and on top of that, it's expensive. And a lot of people with a lot of clutter have a lot of debt. So you're contributing to this like compound problem. Okay. So now I'm a clutter coach. I no, I love it. Um yeah, because like I was saying, anybody can just call themselves anything. Like my my favorite current thing that I'm dealing with is like working with people who call themselves publicists and I'm like <laughs> oh I, I I I can fucking do that. So you know what? Now I'm a publicist. All right, we're saying it here. It's the <laughs> announcement is official. But no, it's because it's really crazy. The stage and some people, I don't want to say they fall for it because I don't want to. Oh, tons of people fall for it. I yeah, mean, but I, I do took... bad saying fall for it as in like there's something wrong with you. I mean, like you just want to believe that this person. Some people talk a really mean game. Yeah. I mean, if you take any of those courses online, how, like any idea you have, you could make a million dollars doing it, right? That's the that's what they're sold. And they teach you how to sell. Mm -hmm. They don't, regardless of what your skill set is with the thing that you're actually trying to sell. So if you know how to sell, you can get anyone. Yeah. Now, are you really going to make a million dollars? Probably not. But, you know, that's the the culture that we live in is yeah. you can do anything. It just say you're this. And to an extent, I do believe that you can do anything and you have to fake it until you make it. But also, if you're doing damage to other people along the way, it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Especially people who like we're describing this person, which I'm obviously relating to uh, that already has the trauma. And, you know, like you're preying on vulnerable people. Absolutely. That need help. Yeah. So. It's such a big deal for somebody to even let somebody else come into their house to help them. I mean, that is a huge, you have to have so much trust in that person. And if that person comes in and says anything negative about your living environment or says you have to get rid of all this stuff, they're eroding that trust and hurting you so deeply. Yeah. I mean, it's such a big deal to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were here once before and you said something about my actual door and I <laughs> cried every day sense but I decided to give you another shot and no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no I think that it's great I think um for me the biggest problem and I, I want to make sure that we touch on this is uh clothing and I you know I act like I'm doing the lord's work when I try to steer people <laughs> in a different way but like the fast fashion thing mm -hmm. is that makes me insane I've gotten better about buying more like quality clothing stuff that like I you know for me, because I'm on stage and because I do different shows, I try not to repeat certain outfits and everything, but I still make sure that it's something that I will wear multiple times. I can resell on Poshmark. It's quality. It's made of, like, good fabric. But, like, things like Shine. Is that how you say it? Sheen. 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 And Timu. Oh, yeah. Timu. Yeah, the Moo, too. Like, those <laughs> two things. Like, just stop, guys. Just fucking stop it. Yeah. It's so... Oh, like I see people like sharing and they're sharing coupons. I'm like, cool. Now that $5 shirt is $3. What do you think you're getting? I The irony that I see in all of that type of stuff. And I mean, believe me, I have gone down that fast fashion road and all that other stuff. I mean, it's you could uh, the same thing could be applied to the professional organizing industry, right? The boxes, the bins like this. Here's all these boxes and beautiful boxes and bins for like, it's just trash. It's all trash. But the irony is that so many of my clients don't want to let go of stuff because of the environmental impact of letting go of stuff. And that's the exact wrong spot to be looking at environmental impact. You're, if you really want to be environmentally conscious, then be a better consumer. Yeah. Like start at the other end. Yeah. The damage is already the done. The damage is done. You have no control over what happens when you 
like even donating or selling I mean most of it goes in the garbage yeah and you and I had that discussion the first time around because that was the thing I was pulling things out and I was like oh I hate that this is gonna end up in the landfill and you were like I hate to break it to you sister <laughs> but it's gonna end up in the fucking landfill everything 100% of what we own is gonna end up in a landfill one day that's not to say we shouldn't try and extend its life but I mean if you were to suddenly die today, somebody would come in and toss most of your stuff into the trash. That's what happens. Yeah. So let's be better consumers. That's that is. And then there's yeah. like the whole recycling industry thing, which is a total crock of shit. Yeah. Am I allowed to curse on your thing? I, I oh, sure please, am. Right. And light it up. <laughs> <laughs> Only cursing. But I mean, we've just been lied to about recycling for our whole entire life. Uh, yeah. It's such a fucking scam. And nobody like. You say that and people look at you like you're speaking some devil, devilish, like just horrible. You're a horrible person for speaking the truth. Most stuff isn't recycled. Yeah. Period. That's that's it. I've tried to get a lot better with um, with what I buy um, as far as, you know, like I go to the co-op. I try to do bulk. I reuse my containers. I do what I can. I really I do. I have a like a compost. Um and then there's just days where I'm like, I, you know, I'm it's just garbage. I just have to fucking and get a Starbucks coffee. We also are so lucky to live in the capital region because we have the co-op and we can actually buy stuff in reusable containers at the co-op. Most of the rest of the country does not have anything like yeah. that. And what I've learned, because now I coach people all well, all around the country, a little bit globally. Um Ooh. A little, a few. We're getting there, <laughs> I'm <though>. global. <laughs> Wait till this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Goes viral. <laughs> I don't know if I have any international, maybe some Canadians. Is that what you mean by global? Uh, I have some English people and oh, some Germans. Our, okay. Yeah. Are Canadians, would we consider them to be international? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I need my passport to go there. <laughs> right. Okay. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway. We, no, we need a... <laughs> On the plane, on you the need plane, an enhanced you license. On the plane, you need your passport. Yeah, lots of passport. And, I went yeah. to Banff last year, and I heard this guy have a meltdown next to me because they <laughs> wouldn't let him. I felt terrible because I was like, "What are you gonna do?" But like, yeah. I, and now I'm the most disorganized, forgetful person in the world. <laughs> but when it comes to flying, like you're getting a lock on my hair, birth certificate, <laughs> a urine sample, like I'm not a fucking teardrop. Around. Yeah, you're not. I'm getting on that fucking plane. <laughs> No bombs on her. But I digress. Um, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, so you said you're, you're. Oh, right. So we have options here that don't exist other places. Yeah. And most of the rest of the country and definitely the world does not have access to reusables like food. Just doesn't have the access that we have. It's so weird to be in upstate New York and have such a good food situation because of the Honest Weight Food Co-op. I, I mean, I'm a big fan yeah. of Honest Weight. We will definitely. I have no problem giving them a yeah, plug. They shout are the, out. They are the absolute best. I really and they're do. They're a love game changer them. for us. Yep. Environmentally. Yep. It's one of the only places also that you can bring your glass and it's actually recycled. So your glass containers because they re just reuse them. And they have an area because I sometimes get like a little bogged down in my recyclable containers. Like, I mean, how many things of maple syrup could I ever possibly fill in a lifetime? <laughs> and there's a spot where you can bring yours yeah. and other customers can just pick them up and take yep. them if they want to. So you know that that's going to be recycled there. Whereas glass in general is a very questionable recyclable material. You need to have a local industry that uses recycled glass. And if you don't, because glass is so heavy, it's hard to transport it. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it goes into the garbage. It used to be used in like asphalt, but now there's, of course, a plastic 
thing that's used instead. So it's just, it's complicated, right? The whole entire system is complicated. Yeah. And we somehow feel like we should bear the burden of being the best environmental person, you know, like just really try so hard to do the best thing with our stuff. And then we don't let go of it. So then we end yeah. up living in a landfill. Ultimately, though, the onus should be on the producers. I, I agree. To offer more mm -hmm. like better packaging and stuff yeah. like I can't tell you how many times I order something and I, I'm the worst at online shopping there's just shit that I need yeah that no, it'll just get to me faster like gear like equipment or yeah complete more clutter garbage <laughs> but like um comes in a nice box I like, mean <laughs> you know like sometimes makeup and stuff that like it's not at the store yeah. and there I have very particular kinds that I use and it, I get like an eyeliner in a fucking pillow sized envelope <laughs> right. and I'm like what are you doing I know and I mean it is it saves us time to shop online and our time is so valuable so of course we're shopping online but I do think that producers should be responsible for what they produce when it, the full life cycle and that whole recycling symbol I mean that was just a marketing ploy yeah. by the plastics industry to not be responsible for what they produce yeah so okay now we were taking a little tour of my house and there was something that you mentioned that it'll be on like the behind the scenes footage but That's I think sweet. it's a good thing to bring up because you just said how valuable your time is and she explained something to me that I would love for you to repeat for everybody because it feels like the only thing that has ever remotely started to get through to me <laughs> as somebody who needs to declutter and that was so how much is your free time worth and I put a very low value on it because I didn't really I've never had to think about that before. Yeah. But we we negotiated. Right. So you started at one hundred dollars an hour. Well, that's what I would like make like professionally for certain right. things. So that's your professional time. OK. You're not free time. No. So your free time is worth way more than that. Yes. So. She, yes. I, I it took. Yeah. It was just such a weird <laughs> concept for me. So we agreed on like a thousand dollars an hour. Right. So, yeah. Thousand dollars an hour. What your free time is worth. And I mean, again. Other people's circumstances, their free time might be worth more or less. Like, it's your own number. But we put so much financial value on our stuff and no – so in order to kind of equate that to our time, let's put a financial value on our time. So how much time are you losing by having this stuff that you're hanging on to because you paid money for it, right? If you can start to equate that to how much your time is worth financially, you start to, like – crack that little I need to hold on to this because I paid money for it the money is gone it's just taking your time and yeah. your time is the most valuable thing that you have period yeah that is it uh, no questions right I no, I love that because that, like I said that was that actually got through to me because I I well I mean I'm thick as a brick but I'm also <laughs> stubborn as hell and so there are just some things I'm like yeah but I spent this much but yeah you're right the money's gone the money's gone you're not saving money by having the thing you're just losing time and space yeah and for me I like I have horrible ADHD which a lot of people with clutter have yes. by the way it's a huge like I yeah. it's all making sense you guys are on this life discovery with me if you're listening <laughs> I learn more about myself each time <laughs> it's not necessarily a good thing but I'm learning um but with that I I like it actually it's soothing to read how there's talking about more about like, you know, older women with ADHD, how often it's like undiagnosed and like, I'm not, I listen, I am not 
pulling some millennial bullshit and being like, that's why I'm always late. But that has a lot to do. I have this like horrible concept of time. Yesterday I was sitting around. I started working on something. And I said to my husband, I go, what fucking time is it? Like, and he goes, you have to leave, right? I was like, yeah, I'm still in my pajamas. I'm just, because I just yeah. got, I, and I was working. It's not like I was just fucking around or playing on my phone. I was working. Yeah, you get lost. I in- get completely lost. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get better with that. And one of the things that makes me late sometimes, and this is so frustrating. So right here is my whole motivation. It's like, I'll be looking for a black t-shirt that I had it in my head. That was what I was going to wear. And once I've decided what I was going to wear and it's something that I don't have to try on and dance around and take a fucking picture of, I know that. Mm -hmm. And then if I can't find it, my whole structure of my day is fucked. Yeah. And I usually can't find it because there's 87 other fucking black t-shirts. Right. (laughs) They might look the same, but I can't wear them because I need to wear the one that I wanted to wear. That you spent all that money on. (laughs) No, no, that's the thing too. It's like a fucking $5. But they don't make it anymore change from Massimo to fucking whatever their new brand is. Target oh, yeah. fucked me. Target wild fucked fable me. now. Wild, yeah, wild fable and uh, a new day. I'll give you a wild fable. Yeah, I'll give you a new day. Target, bring back my fucking Massimo. I am. They do have that black dress that I loved. I bought one every single oh, year. Right, the little tank. Yes, thing? yes. God. I, I, the jeans. The jeans fit me perfectly, and these new ones. They're just not the fucking same. No. I you know, know the <laughs> jeans when you put them on and they just, they hide your gunt. Yeah. Or they call it a menopause apron now. With, that's fun. <laughs> Whatever old white man fucking came up with that phrase. And like, then like a half hour later, the pants have completely expanded on you and just given up, you know? Yeah. They're like sweatpants now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, comfortable, sure, but is it yeah, a good look? Yeah. No, but like the Massimo ones are like we're gonna we're gonna hold you in for at least two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, we're gonna give you a good long hug. We're gonna we're gonna keep you in there. Yeah. You're okay. You're gonna be safe for a while. Yep. No, there's no. I'm, I got a fucking pair on right now. They were <laughs> so tight this morning. I almost couldn't answer the door when you got here. <laughs> and now when I stand up, I'm gonna fucking full moon everybody. I mean, that's the exciting part of clutter coaching. Yeah. So we're gonna give her to some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to let go of some clothing. <laughs> There's just tangents all over the place. But, uh, no, I mean, I think that uh, I, I'm excited to to do this. And uh, so you are – this is your whole your whole job. This is your full time. Yeah, so I actually um, – after a while of working in people's homes, I realized that I was saying the same stuff over and over and over. You know, that time thing, I've said that like 10,000 times, right? Because it resonates. And I realized I didn't actually need to be in people's homes so much to be sharing this message. And it's so hard for people to let me into their house. And it's really expensive to have one-on-one work. So I started doing these library workshops. And they were, it was called the basic. I actually was at the co-op a lot. Um, nice. The Basics of Home Organization. And I took that workshop, which was very successful, and turned it into a clutter boot camp on Facebook. So my first clutter boot camp I had in February of 2020 before we even knew the word COVID, like three weeks before it all happened. And I had 3,500 people sign up for it. Wow. So it was like, and that sounds good, but it was bad. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, so it's too much. It was too much. And since, so that happened, this online business took off where I create now programs with different types of coaches in them. So you can have access to like a nutrition coach, a mindset coach, a communication coach, because it's, Clutter is not just about the stuff. It's almost never about the stuff. And 
that's what I've been doing for the past, you know, (laughs) the pandemic happened. Everyone was in front of their computers. My business was like exploding, you know, clutter probably got a lot worse. Like people became dormant and oh yeah, I mean everyone was buying everything, and I mean I actually stopped buying shit. That's good. For some reason, the first like three months, (laughs) like I said to my therapist, I'm like, how am I not broke yet? He goes, because you're not spending any money. I was like, oh, because once (laughs) I was out of a job, my fuck cancel amazon cancel everything like yeah took my wallet well, off my phone so every, right. everyone reacted a little differently and um yeah so mostly now i work online i have programs that people can join on they're based on facebook and zoom um and i very rarely come to people's homes but i like you so <laughs> plus it's good it like strengthens my coaching muscle to actually be in person with people so it's well, something i should do i no, i was i was glad that you were willing to make that yeah. exception for me as i am I'm going to require help and hugs. <laughs> um, but for me, I'm just excited. I, I'm always excited and impressed uh, when, like, another female has their own business and, like, you're self-sufficient and you're self-supporting and yep. to see that it's going really well. And I really hope that anybody that's listening right now that can relate to this kind of thing will definitely take you up on these services. Yeah, and come find us. Find us on Facebook. So what is it just Jess Marcy? Well, actually, the weird thing about this is i don't have a business name okay because didn't i see like jess marcy professional organizer yeah, for a while yeah but. i mean what i call my style of organizing and decluttering prioritize your sanity that's what i say over and over again prioritize your sanity that's like my methodology um but then the programs that i run on facebook are all called clutter boss clutter boss something clutter boss whatever my free facebook group is it's all clutter which is also the name of my podcast because all clutter is connected so i don't and my llc is called loves to laugh because that's my backpacking okay. name all so right. <laughs> <laughs> i might need to declutter my names at some point but you all know right. well maybe you know we can trade a little bit i can work with you on some yeah. branding huh <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm not really interested in branding. No, right. well fuck me then okay <laughs> Hey, if you want to take me on as like a pet project, you're more than welcome That's, to. You know, I'll be your hardest client ever because I'll be like, I don't give a like, I just don't care. I just we're gonna see who's gonna be whose hardest client today. Okay, I think. All right, you may have we'll met go your down match. The- if you put your hands on my blue suit I'm again, like, it's all bullshit. <laughs> she went for like one thing in my class, and she like goes, stop touching. She it. goes, what about this suit? And I go, you picked the wrong thing because that's like my favorite fucking suit. Get your hand off of my blue suit. <laughs> She goes, what about the black? I'm like, well, I have seven black ones, but the blue one, just move away from it. I know that you're trying to make an example right now, but just stop. So that was the first thing that she touched. So this is going to be interesting, and we're going to record it all. I'm going to try and put something together for people to watch. It's so exciting. See how the process goes. But then now people wanted to find you, though. How would they find you? So if you search Jess Marcy, J-E-S, one S. I did did declutter that other S, Jess Marcy, (laughs) M-A-R-C-Y. You'll find me. And I'm I'll, on the internet. And I'll be sure to tag yeah. you and show everybody and stuff yeah. like that. But just in case the, the lazy people that are like, Whoa. we do a clutter boot camp every six weeks. So there's one coming up the first week in December and then every six weeks after that. Uh, and that's really the starting point. It's like five days working with my team, getting the foundational stuff like just in your head. So you can declutter before the holidays, before your passive aggressive relatives come to visit you. <laughs> Who am I speaking to now, huh? Is this a personal experience? No, God, no. I never speak about personal experiences. No, no, my, it's fine. I, I have the, I, I love saying the illusion clean, which is why we're going back in, in the oh, workshop yeah. first yep, to yep. hit that room well, first. you got your like main areas under control and then you just lock all the other doors. That's what I do. Yeah. 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 
like, where can we put our coats? I'm like, back in your car, because you're not opening any of the doors. <laughs> in the back of and don't pull back the curtain on the bathtub, because that's chock full also. It's not, we're not using the <laughs> oven today. That's where my shoe... Oh, I didn't even show you my shoe rack yet. Oh, my God. Wait, is that in the oven? It's in the basement. <laughs> it's the whole basement. Oh, shit, man. I didn't show her my shoes yet. Well, we're going to go down there. All we'll right. record it. We're going to record it. Uh, this is your last chance to bail. <laughs> I'm not leaving. There's you a, are stuck with me. There's a lot of fucking shoes. <laughs> I'm good with shoes. All right. Maybe we should just do, can I do a yard sale? No. Okay. God damn it. Who, have you ever bought a pair of shoes at a yard sale? No, but people do. No, they don't. They don't? <laughs> uh, listen, some Wait. of these shoes have like never been worn. No, listen. I wouldn't because that's disgusting. After you like and share this, just comment, <laughs> comment below and tell us if you have ever bought used shoes in a yard sale. Or if you are a size nine. <laughs> And you want some shoes. Yeah, you could just send them to all of your fans. Yeah. I've got heels. I've got boots. <laughs> I got some that we can sell. People and can you're not going to fucking talk me out of people it. People can literally walk a mile in your shoes. They <laughs> literally can. This is the deal of a century. All right, I'm going to put this shit on Poshmark. But if you're a fan of the show, and if you follow Jess Marcy, 1S, Jess Marcy, <laughs> You'll get 50% off some fry boots. I got oh, fry I boots. Fry boots yeah, are good. I'm not fucking around here, all right? <laughs> I have a problem. I'm getting help today. Listen, I think, though, if you love your shoe collection, that's what you want to give a lot of space to in your house, right? It's not about getting rid of everything. It's about figuring out what you actually love. And if that, for you, is shoes, let's just devote more storage to shoes and less storage to stuff that you hate. Do you see how I just made you back down on the shoes? No, You're I'm weak. serious about You are shoes. weak. <laughs> you need to take at least 10 pairs of shoes. Okay, I will. T uh, only 10. Oh, all right. At I'll, least. Okay. At how many? Least. Wait, how many pairs of shoes do you think you have? Without, I have. I have over a hundred. Do you pairs know? Of shoes. You know for sure. You have I have over a hundred. So we're going to reduce by ten percent. We can reduce by twenty percent. You get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least ten pairs. <laughs> I said at least ten pairs. I'm shaking. I'm. I'm literally like shaking. Right, we're, I don't think that's the place to start. We don't start with the stuff that we're like super attached to. We start with the things that we're less attached to. I'm attached to all of it. Okay. We do. We need to do a centering exercise. <laughs> but all or nothing. That was an all or nothing. I know. No all or nothing. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna show you the shoes. We don't have to start there, but I am gonna show you them. Good. I want to see them. All right. Uh, what size are you? Seven and a half. Oh uh, well. It's so sad. <laughs> Now, have you ever been at somebody's house where you've kind of like wanted to oh take God, something? I did have a client who had like beautiful designer everything, but she was much smaller than I was. So. Oh, fuck <laughs> her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have um, a friend who buys a ton of clothes and she buys pretty expensive clothes and she's always like, and like they're like literally like up to like, like two feet in this one room in her house. And I took some and like sold them online just to like get Help her out. some money. But yeah. I was like, yeah, why are you so much smaller than me? This sucks. <laughs> it's never yeah. the it's never the big girls. <laughs> <laughs> We're all alone out here. Oh, we should do a big girl clothing swap. Oh, that's a great idea. Size nine shoes. <laughs> I got some pants ranging. This is the funny part. Pants ranging from eight to 16, yep. depending mm -hmm. on how I feel uh -huh. that week. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're not alone, right? This is the struggle that so many women have. What do I do with all of the clothing that doesn't fit me? Yeah, because I, I don't want to just donate it. And I, like I said this online one time and somebody gave me shit. They were like, oh, you don't want to see. It. And I was like, no, because I don't believe that it gets to where it needs to go. That's why I look for people that want stuff. So 
one way that we can start to like bridge this gap because it's true if you donate stuff most of it's getting tossed I mean because we all have so much stuff like yeah. there's just it's and they, so, there's no way to go through it and determine no, what's there good is and bad no way for like my shit's been employee. worn like once or twice yeah I wish there was a way to be like this is clean it's beautiful stuff somebody that needs to take right. it. So if you spend a little bit of time, maybe find a charity in your area that you really love, that you feel like the stuff gets good use. Like homeless shelters are usually a good place. Um, I've brought stuff to a Unity House yeah, before. Yeah, like battered women's shelters, like stuff like that. That feels really good. That can help you let go of a lot more. Do you have any suggestions off the bat? or <sighs> Not really, because I don't do this local work so much anymore. Okay. But we can do a little bit of research. All right, we'll do right. a little bit of yeah. research. I'll try and list some when I post uh, the podcast. But I know that I I've, I've definitely brought stuff to Unity House, but I knew somebody that worked there first. So I don't know if they were like, yeah, you can bring stuff. I think Unity House does have that, like, women's professional closet. Like, they have, they take professional clothing and then they give it to women who are going for interviews and stuff like that. So I, they did anyway. I don't know. A lot of shit's changed since COVID, too. That's the other thing is that COVID changed this whole game. Yeah. So we produce, there's so much more stuff now in the world and so many less places to send it. Yeah. Well, because like, I've seen these <laughs> donation bins, which they they're they look just like trash heaps yeah and so i know that like i like i'm not gonna put like a pair of 60 dollar jeans in there yeah i mean they're just gonna get thrown out and, and I, everyone has an opinion about what's the right thing to do and there's just no fucking right thing to do so i am a big fan of those donation bins right they're easy they're right there and I talk them up all the time. They take stuffed animals sometimes. They take other things besides clothing. And then I had somebody tell me, you know, that just goes to third world countries and it really like undermines their whole economy. I'm like, Ugh. well, have you, you seen know? videos of that like, where like the runways and like these third world countries yeah. are just this like discarded clothing? Yeah. There's just no right Fuck. answer. Yeah. There is no right answer. All right. Well, if you're listening and you know of a good place that will take some very nice clothing probably with tags still on them and size nine shoes <laughs> i'm serious let me or know if you want to organize our big girl swap <laughs> or a big girl swap you know hit us up but seriously though if you know a place that would take this kind of thing i would be happy to organize this kind of thing for something like that because i would love to of course like for like a, a woman's shelter or something like yeah they should I don't want them to get shitty shine clothes right. that somebody gave up after sheen, sheen whatever. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck Timu. I want them to have my like Zara Listen, jeans that I, I bought. I only know what sheen is because my teenage daughters order from it and my husband thought it was a pornography site when he like was looking at what they were ordering. Well, He's like, is this a pornography site? I'm like, no, this is where the kids are getting clothing from. <laughs> you need to ground your daughter. All, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Both, yeah. But no, I would love to see like, you know, the good clothes go to, you know, good people, good people. Yeah. Any people. Yeah. Real people. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for having me. We, over. Have, we have some work to do. We're going to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cup of decaf first. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, it's a uh, Jess Marcy, Jess with one S M A R C Y. Yep. That's I'm great. going to we've asked a lot of questions too so we hope to hear back from some of you guys today um yeah we want this to be interactive yeah so absolutely interact <laughs> and definitely like look her up get get her in time for the holidays clean your shit up man you're a fucking adult now it's time <laughs> um thanks for tuning in I'll make sure to tag her like listen follow share all that good stuff uh I am Aaron Harks this is the mistress of none and we'll be right back thanks Aaron thank you 
You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Welcome back to Mistress of None. This is Aaron Harks. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to Jess Marcy for coming in. That was a lot of fun. Uh, again, if you need anything like that, she's she's fantastic. She's wonderful. Uh, so definitely look her up. J-E-S Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y. Um, she made it fun. She really, she made it fun. She's got her own podcast. Uh, she's got these online courses. She's just great. Like, look her up. She's wonderful. Anyway, so I'm really glad that I got to do that. And I'd like, for those of you that are watching, you can see that it is a total mess behind me. But you're going to see some before and afters. I'm going to take you on this whole journey where you can see what we did and, and what we've done. She's going to uh, help me. We're going to have a part two for certain because woof. We've got to see if there's any more cocaine in this house. Get rid of it. Anyway, um, thanks again so much for tuning in. And thanks again to everybody who, who listened and watched and shared and all of that. This past week has just been a whirlwind, and it was so great. And I'm so grateful, and I'm so emotional. Like, every time I talk about it, I get a little worked up. And it's a good thing because, you know, normally I'm dead inside. So little emotion isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, if you haven't watched the special yet, then please go do so. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, I would love it if you would do that. Uh, share with your friends, share with your enemies, just cause you don't like them doesn't mean they're not good people. I could use their numbers too. Um, get your info at AaronHarks.com. Uh, follow me on all the social medias, like, share, follow all that bullshit. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. I love you all. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.